What five things do we need to do to completely change our life or business for the positive? Stay tuned to find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. Push it out! Welcome back to your weekly dose of Make 1 Billion People Happy Learning. Huh? I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you, infinitely more importantly, you are a driven entrepreneur, a business owner, or hoping to be one very soon. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, or just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire It absolutely deserves to be huge and I mean huge episode today. Today David Meltzer shares the five steps and three values that we all need to be enacting to improve not just our business but our lives and the lives of one billion others. And then I'm also going to let you in on next week's uh, interview episode who who jumped college, you know, left college in order to go out there and make money online. And now his copy is earning millions of dollars for his clients. As per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal business and marketing G-O-L-D spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. All right, my dark horse friends and family, today's guest is David Meltzer. Now, David Meltzer is the co-founder of Sports One Marketing, and he's also formerly served as the CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency. Now, for those of you that don't know, this was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. Yeah, show me the money. All right, now David has made his life's mission to empower over one billion. Yeah, you heard it right. Billion with a B to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. This simple yet powerful mission has really led him on this incredible journey of providing one thing, value. In all of his content, in all of his communication, that is exactly what you're going to receive, including this amazing interview he gave us here on The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. As part of that mission, for the past 20 years, he's been providing free weekly trainings to empower others to empower others to be happy, and he shares a lot about that towards the end. So with no further ado, let's get right to it. David, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and share my story and hopefully a few lessons along the way. And I'm sure you will. I know you've got a pretty interesting story to tell. And literally, let's, let's just go right there right away. And I'll step back and, you know, tell us, you know, your, your up and comings, you know, what you've been through <laughs> and, and why you love doing what you do so much. Absolutely. Well, you know, I grew up uh, with a single mom, six kids, five boys and a girl in a place called Akron, Ohio. I was actually born in the same hospitals, LeBron James and Steph Curry. So nice. basketball trivia for you. Uh, but I grew up and my story and journey is about my relationship 
with money in three different worlds that I lived in. I started out in a world of not enough. Uh, I was a victim. Everything happened to me. I was a why me person. Why don't I have this? Why mm-hmm. can't I go to summer camp? Why don't we have food? You know, a good meal out for us. The highlight was as a kid, I always tell people six kids, we would share two large French fries at McDonald's and a big bowl. And uh, that to me was like, you know, going to the most extravagant restaurant. And yet I was really happy, even though I was living in this scarce world of not enough. And I had dedicated my life since I was five and my father left to buying my mom a house and a car. Because the only time I wasn't happy was when I caught my mom crying over financial stress. The car would break down or she couldn't afford to you know, feed us all or whatever it was, I would catch her and I'd say to myself, you know, money must buy happiness because I'm happy all the time. The only time I'm not is because of money. So I'm going to make a lot of money to buy my mom a house and a car. And through progression of different uh, uh, philosophies like doctor, lawyer, failure, I end up going to law school, even though my dream my dream was to be a professional football player. I actually played college football, and my very first play got ran over by Christian Okoye, uh, who was the Nigerian nightmare. He ended up being AFC Player of the Year. But I remember lying on my back saying, doctor, lawyer, a failure. And I uh, went to law school with one purpose in mind, to be rich. So I reverse engineered what law school I went to and found out that oil and gas litigators made the most money out of law school. And the best law school to go to for oil and gas litigation was Tulane University in New Orleans. Uh, They taught both civil and common law. So I went there and graduated. And because I was so focused on making money, it gave me uh, an opportunity. It ended up being a blessing that I actually looked at all types of opportunities because all I cared about was making money. So I would have shoveled shit with my hands six days a week, 12 hours a day if it paid me enough to buy my mom a house and a car. I didn't right. care. Right. Um, the blessing was that when I graduated, I had two job offers. One was to be an oil and gas litigator and make six figures, probably have enough to buy my mom a house and a car in a few years and have a very stable, successful, financially successful career. Uh, but the other was an entrepreneurial venture to sell legal research in 1992 online and that's uh the old online it was called dos with 9600 bowed modems yeah monoc- monochrome screens you carried your computer on a luggage cart it was not <laughs> no such thing as laptops back then and uh anyway i ended up asking my mother uh, my key advisor what i should do should i take the law job or should i be a salesperson and that's when i got the golden advice to uh be a real lawyer that she told me the internet was a fad and I'd be making a huge mistake. Uh, And for the first time in my life, I voted for what I wanted. I decided that just because somebody loves me doesn't mean they give me good advice. And I voted for what I wanted in my life. And if I'm going to have one takeaway for everyone, especially this time of year, vote for what you want, right? Vote for what you want, because the majority of the people on earth vote for what other people want for them. And then they resent those people when they get it. Mm. Or even worse, a lot of people also vote for what they don't want in their life. And then they're surprised when they get what they don't want. Uh, At a very young age, I started to vote for what I wanted. Nine months out of law school, trying to focus on productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, I became a millionaire. And I bought my mom a house and a car. Now, the blessing of that was that I was happy and 
felt successful, but there was also the other side of it that it reaffirmed that money buys love and happiness. And my career continued that reaffirmation of the relationship that I had with money. So I, we sold the company in 1995 for $3.4 billion, which set me personally in a different trajectory. I moved my career from being a salesperson up to the Silicon Valley and really branded myself a technology guru and learned how to raise money. And I assisted in raising hundreds of millions of dollars in Sand Hill Road in the wireless proxy server space, transcoding the internet onto WAP phones, flip phones. Okay. And then because of the positioning that I had by the time I was 30, I was a multimillionaire married to my dream girl, a girl I met in the fourth grade when I moved out to San Diego, a girl that my best friend in sixth grade camp asked to go steady for me. And he embarrassed me when she said, <laughs> no, tell me to ask him himself. And, uh, but meanwhile, at 30 years old, I had homes and golf course, ski mountains. I had cars, boats, anything that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that I had any indication that I wasn't happy. Uh, any indication. The first was that my father uh, gave me a birthday present after 20 years of neglecting me and my birthday. He gave me a jacket, a sport coat with no pockets. And at 30 years old, multimillionaire, married to my dream girl. I was CEO of uh, the world's first smartphone at the time, by the way, the Windows CE device called the PC phone. I, uh, wasn't ready to hear the message my dad was sending. I called him aggravated and said, why would you send me a birthday present I can't wear? Why are you punishing me? And he said, it's to remind you that you're just like me. Money cannot buy you happiness. I want you to learn that lesson, David. You want to be buried in this jacket. Hang it in your closet. Remind yourself that you can't take anything with you when you're gone. You have to really work on this relationship. Don't make the same mistakes I did. I wasn't ready to hear that. And I told him to F off and I hated him. And <laughs> why would you punish me? Six years later, the second warning sign came with my relationship to money. Uh, I went golfing with my best friend, Rob, uh, the guy who asked my wife to go steady for me at sixth grade camp. And I asked him if he would go to the masters with me. I had arranged going to the cabins with Curtis Strange and hanging out with Chris Carter and Shannon Sharp and all these great football players and baseball players, Fred McGriff. And without even blinking, he's like, I don't want to go with you. I was like, Rob, why not? The Masters is the bucket list item. What are you talking about? I've worked so hard. I was running, by the way, at the time, Lee Steinberg Sports Entertainment, the most notable sports agency in the world. Uh, So I had access to these extraordinary events and extraordinary people. And he wanted nothing to do with it. He said, Dave, I don't like uh, who you hang out with or what you're doing. And I was taken back. I said, what are you talking about? I'm not doing what those guys are doing. He then said, David, you can lie to me, but don't lie to yourself. Uh-huh. And that really hurt. That uh, set me off. I realized that I had surrounded myself with a bunch of yes people. There's a great book out there you got to buy. It's called Don't Take Yes for an Answer. Mm-hmm. I've been taking yes for an answer for a decade. Everybody telling me yes so they could get down payments for their houses and new cars and fly private. You know, but once again, up until that point, every reaffirmation in my life was that money bought love and happiness. Mm -hmm. And then two weeks later, my life would change. Uh, I was, like I said, running the sports agency, access to everything. I was going to go to 
the Grammy Awards with uh, Little John, the rapper. And I asked my wife if I could go. And she said, I really don't want you to. You're not paying attention to work. You're not paying attention to the family. You really got to get your act together. So I decided I'd lie to her, <laughs> change clothes in the car. And I went to the Grammy Awards uh, after lying to her, came home completely wasted at 5.30 in the morning. She was waiting for me. And that's when my life changed. Because for the first time, my wife stopped telling me yes. And she told me she wasn't happy. She told me I better take stock in who I was and what I wanted to become, or uh, I was going to be dead. And she wanted to be happy and uh, was going to leave me. I wish I was ready to hear that at that time, but I went to sleep angry and woke up even madder and thought about how I was going to take her love and happiness. I was going to figure out getting divorced, take all her money, and then Lo and behold, I look over in the closet, and there's that jacket. You're now listening to-, to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. It was uh, shining me like the movie The Natural, shining on the bat, the, the Wonder Boy bat. Right. It was just shining there and broke my heart because I realized I didn't hate my father. I had told my father he was a liar, a cheater, manipulator, overseller, back-end seller, and I was that and I hated myself. And so that day in 2006, two years before I lost everything, two years before I lost over a hundred million dollars, two years before I was evicted from my own home into a rented house with rented furniture and one car and three daughters under 10 and one son on the way. Two years before that, I hit rock bottom and I decided that I take stock in who I was and wanted to become and that day was the change of my life. And I started to live again with gratitude, which gave me perspective, working out the greatest muscle that I have, the greatest determination of finding the light, the love and the lessons and everything. I live with forgiveness, which brought me peace, knowing that there's only one person to forgive myself mm. and I can't give what I don't have. I started being accountable for everything. No more living below the line and blame, shame, and justification. I was taking control of my life in 2006. I was accountable for everything. All I had to do was ask myself, what did I do to attract this to myself? And what am I supposed to learn from it? Mm -hmm. Knowing that pain is just an indicator. It's not a stop sign. Pain is, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, or financial pain, it's just an indicator that you have a lesson to learn. It's an indicator that you have a better direction to go to get you to a better situation or to make your situation better. Mm -hmm. And I started living with gratitude, forgiveness, and accountability in order to not only be motivated to get me up, get me back up, get me started, get me back started, but more importantly, to live my life inspired. No longer would I live as a victim in the world of not enough. No longer would I live even in the, in the world of just enough where I was buying things to be happy. I was buying things I didn't need or different things I didn't need. And I was even buying things to impress people I didn't even like just to be happy. <laughs> but now I lived in a world of more than enough, an inspired world where everything comes through me with gratitude, forgiveness, and appreciation, and accountability for others. No longer would I give to receive as a negotiation or a trade. Now I live in a world of abundance of more than enough where I receive so I can give. And that's where I've been living for the last 15 years. And that's how I got on a mission through losing everything. And now today, 
to empower over a billion people to be happy. I do trainings every Friday. I give of myself through myself for others. So, and actually that's one, one of the places I wanted to definitely go because I was reading about how you want, and actually it's in, in, in the bio I introduced you with, that you have made this public declaration, you just said it again, of this mission of empowering a billion. And that's with a B, everybody, a billion people. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you, it, I mean, obviously you're being intentional in that. I mean, how are you executing that just through these, uh, these trainings or what else you got going on? Yeah, right. So that's a great question. So number one, I want to tell everyone, people will laugh at you, scoff at you, make fun of you, and then they will applaud you. So when I started to think about how am I going to tell people that I want to empower over a billion people to be happy, people are going to think I'm crazy. My own family said, who do you think you are, Tony Robbins? Who do you think you are, Jesus (laughs) Christ? They were making fun of me. And when I figured that I could find a thousand people like you, for example, mm-hmm. and empower you to empower a thousand people in your lifetime, to empower a thousand people in their lifetime, a thousand times a thousand is a million, a million times a thousand is a billion. If I can empower over a billion people and create a collective consciousness of the greatest virus of all time called mm-hmm. happiness, the virus is spread by witnessing it. It strengthens us mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, and financially. It actually strengthens our immune system, so it'll actually protect us against other viruses. If I could get this virus happiness out there in a collective consciousness of abundance of the world of more than enough, I humbled David Meltzer could change the world and people would believe me and allow me to empower them to do so. So I have been doing trainings for 20 years. I every Friday for free. I have a podcast called The Playbook, which has millions of downloads, which people listen to to help them as well. I've written four books that are out there and I give those for free. I do exercises and guides and training courses that are recorded for free. I uh, also have a TV show, two of them, The Elevator Pitch, uh, to help people uh, to pitch. And I also have a TV show, Two Minute Drill, which is launching on Bloomberg uh, next year. I, I have all of these different things that I do for free in order to effectuate one thing, helping people know pragmatically how to be happy so they can teach other people how to be happy. And that's, I think that all comes full circle into that, that giving, giving, giving. I mean, it just, you're just killing it by putting out all this value. So obviously it's going to circle back to you and, you know, and, and build back up, I think, which probably just empowers you to give even more. Right. And I think that's the paradigm shift I want everyone to learn is that I, you can't give what you don't have. So what our problem is, is not asking how we can be of service or value. Everyone loves to give. Our biggest problems and my biggest concern is that we don't feel worthy of what we're already connected to. We don't Mm. feel worthy of what we want to receive. And you can't give what you don't have. If we get more people to focus in on receiving through themselves for other, if we get people to focus in on it's okay to receive, it's the intention of what you're going to do with what you receive, Mm -hmm. we're much better off than teaching people to give because they'll have more to give. Amen there. I mean, I heard that message uh, so long ago and I was lucky enough to to actually acknowledge it and receive it into my world. So yeah, I'm all about the, the giving first. Um, I, I know... I know through your uh, ups and downs, of course, your lifetime, you've probably, I'll say, quote unquote, identified with that, that dark horse persona. How, how do you think it was you were able to navigate through that? Just that 
positive mindset or was there some values or practices? Yeah. Thank you. Because there's five daily practices utilizing the values that I have, right? Gratitude, gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration. But there's five daily practices. The first is take inventory of your values every day and don't be afraid of being a hypocrite. Know your personal values every day, your experiential values, giving and receiving values. Know those every day and don't be afraid of changing your mind. That just means you're growing, accelerating, and changing. Secondly, ask. You cannot out-ask the universe. Don't just ask how you can be of service or value to others, but ask how others can help you. Ask, Mm -hmm. do you know anyone that can help me in person, on the phone? via email and media, radio, print, TV, and social media. Most people know about a thousand people. Mm. You exponentially are cheating yourself if you're not asking people if they know someone that can help you. Then third, be a student. Study means to pay attention to and give intention to the coincidences you want in your life. That's the mathematical equation of luck. Know and put your attention plus intention into the coincidences that you want of what you have planned, what you don't have planned, and even your sleep. My tomorrow starts today. I'm one of the few people that have a routine that includes a wind-down routine for tomorrow so that I can wake up at 4 a.m. at my highest frequency. Number four, do it now. The difference between successful people and those others are that successful people get stuff done. 100% of the things you do now get done. So ask yourself, can I do it now? And if you can, do it. If you can't, put it in your calendar to study the next day and prioritize it by importance. And then finally, before we finish up, most importantly, the biggest practice that you can have is the practice ending fear. Practicing ending fear is a four-step process. Number one, is to identify what you're afraid of. There is primary and secondary fears. For me, I know that I'm afraid of the need to be right, the need to be offended, the need to be separate, the need to be inferior, the need to be superior, the need to be anxious, frustrated, angry, worried, resentful, all of these needs I need to practice identifying because I know if I don't identify when my ego consciousness is accelerating me in the wrong direction, I'm going to end up in the wrong zip code or area code. (laughs) I need to, number one, know and identify what I'm afraid of and then be a ferocious Buddha and stop. The second step is when I identify that I'm an ego-based consciousness, stop and identify that I need to calm down and then breathe like a Buddha. Step three, drop. Breathe down deep through your nose, past your eyes, out to the end of the universe, and then finally roll in the right trajectory. Get rid of the interference and corrosion between you and the unbelievable source of power, light, and love and lessons that you're always connected to. And get rid of the interference and corrosion between you and everything else you're connected to, all people, places, and things. And if you do these five things, if you are able to take inventory of values, ask and attract, student your calendar, do it now, and especially practice ending fear, I promise you, you will manifest everything you desire in your life rapidly and accurately. And most importantly, you'll be able to empower others, to empower others, to be happy. And if you can do that, you'll make me happy. So please join me every Friday if you can. If you don't, catch the replays on Spotify, on Entrepreneur, on every platform. It's a top podcast playbook. That's my number one podcast are those trainings. I'll give you the exercises, guides, and books for free. All you got to do is reach out, david at demelzer.com. 
All right, David, thank you so much. And I know we, I want to be mindful of your time. I'm sure you've got a, a million things to do. We're going to be sure to get all those links down into the show notes. Any, just so many gems you've packed into here. Any final ones before we say goodbye? My last and favorite one for everyone, be kind to your future self and do good deeds. I appreciate it so much. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time, Dave. Take care. All right, there you go, my dark horse friends and family, the man David Meltzer. You know, there's there's a few people that you get to the the joy and the pleasure of interviewing uh, over the course of doing something like this, a podcast, or maybe you just get to meet them as part of doing your business, and they there's something about them you just feel. Uh, you know, coming off them, something about the way they carry themselves, the very presence, they seem to change the atmosphere of a room they enter it. For me, I think David is one of those people, and I've met probably a small handful of that type of person across the course of my 50 plus years on this planet. Okay, so I want to share with you a few thoughts. I came away with this. Thought number one, relationships with money and the jacket with no pockets right? I think so many of us can resonate with this, right? However, perhaps only a few of us can honestly say that there have been times when they have been truly happy and money wasn't a defining part of that scene, right? Now, right? Don't don't get it twisted, right? I've been without money. I mean, I've been truly hungry and truly wondering where the next meal was going to come from, type of without money. And I've been with money. And yeah, of course, being with it is far easier. I mean, you have vastly more choices. But I can say, honestly, from the heart that there have been a number of times where there wasn't money involved, and I was still truly happy. So be mindful of your relationship with money and how you link it to your happiness. It is a tool. It's a tool for living. It's a tool for giving. And it's a tool for creating. So remember that age old adage that money cannot buy you happiness. And remember the jacket with no pockets. You can't take it with you. Thought number two, vote for what you want. Follow your dreams and passions. David had that passion to make money, right? He wanted to buy his mom that that house and that car. David also did something we discussed here before a number of times. He started with the end in mind. Now, early on, that end in mind was making money. So that took him down the path of wanting to become a lawyer. He even went so far as reverse engineering that career path, determining that the oil and gas lawyers make the most money. Then he determined that the best place to go uh, to become an oil and gas lawyer was Tulane University, right? So he did all those amazing success tips that uh, we have shared here. Now, after completing his school, he had those two offers that were presented to him. One along that oil and gas lawyer path and the other selling research online. And this was back in 1992. I remember those days, right? Computing and being in the computer field was completely different. So after asking his mom for some advice, he decided not to take it. He voted for what he wanted in his life. So vote for what you want. It's your life. It's your dreams and it's your passions. Be you and vote for what you want. Thought number three, live in gratitude, forgiveness, and accountability. I think the key here is that all three of these amazingly free values and traits need to be turned on yourself. You need to turn them 
inward. Right? You heard me on yourself. Stop pointing the finger outward to the world, but instead stand in front of that mirror. Take accountability for your part in your own world. I mean, come on. Throughout your entire life, who's the one constant in it, right? Who's the one that's been ever present? The one person that's always been there, good, bad, or ugly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You. And you are the first person that you need to hold accountable and forgive, right? And forgive yourself, my friend, for, for, you know what? Just forgive yourself and set your sail towards voting for what you want. Like we just talked about, hold yourself accountable every step of the way as you begin uh, setting those sails and heading towards what you want. Take command and control of yourself, your life, and your business, and you're going to feel a whole hell of a lot better for doing it. And of course, be grateful for what you currently have as well as grateful for every wonderful day that's offered in the future, right? Be it today or and then tomorrow and the day after, right? And then be grateful for every new and wonderful thing that enters into your world. Thought number four, pain is an indicator. Oh my God, I loved that one so much. Much like I've told you over and over for, God, 44 episodes, now 45 episodes, it's not failure. It's feedback. Here to me, David was delivering the same message in his own words. Pain is an indicator. It's an indicator that there is some better direction that you could take your situation or there's some better way to get to a better situation. Thought number five, let's all work together and make one billion people happy. Now that's a mission I personally can get by behind 150%. Who can you touch today to make them even the tiniest bit happier? A mother, a brother, a sister, a client, a prospect, a customer, whoever. Give out your happiness, right? Fill your cup and then give it out, right? You are worthy and so are those that you give it to. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what ideas, thoughts, tips, you know, what, what resonated with you, whatever they were, Take some time today, right? Like I always say, and put them into action. Get out there, run your race, get your results, and let me hear about them. Seriously, Tracy at darkhorseschooling.com. Let me hear about your results. Let me hear what ideas you came away with, how you put them into action, and what results you got from them. Now, in next week's interview episode, our guest is going to be Andreas, I want to say this right, Roaro, right? He, now, Andreas, he quit college to start making money online. Now, a lot of people thought he was nuts, thought he was crazy. We've all met that dark horse, right? But now his copy has earned his clients millions of dollars. But he still had to turn his own powers of persuasion inward, like we were just discussing, because he was unhappy. All right, so he's going to share about that next week. Now, I know you want to keep getting these valuable tips, these inspirational stories from our guests uh, and on this podcast. So please, if you haven't already, go on down there, hit that subscribe button, right? Give us a five-star rating. Write us up a review. Let us know what you thought was awesome, what we could do to improve. And of course, don't keep all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D all to yourself. Share the podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners that you know will get value from it. And hey, if you want to connect with us on a more personal level, you know, with myself or hang out with some other driven entrepreneurs, come on over to the Facebook group. Go to Facebook, look up Dark 
Horse Tribe and join us. And if for some reason you can't find it on Facebook, go to darkhorseschooling.com slash darkhorsetribe, all one word, darkhorsetribe, and that will get you right there. Heck, I'll even drop a link into the show notes here so you can just click on it and make it super easy, and we'll see you on the inside. And with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.